We've been dissecting music into its constituent elements or layers, you know, such as beat, rhythm, chords, and we've begun to see how it is the interaction between these different layers which creates music. Each of these layers falls into one of our two principal musical realms of either pitch or time, which, as we've seen, are essentially just two different ways of counting. When it comes to pitch, we count vertically in hertz, and when it comes to time, we count horizontally in pulses. Either way, we're counting, and all the layers of music we've analysed are easily placed into one of these two counts, or realms, of tone or time, pitch or time. So if we're talking about intervals, for example, like the major third or perfect fifth, is this discussion pertaining to the realm of pitch or time, tone or time? Tone. Tone, pitch, of course. This is about the vertical space in frequency between two notes. We are focused on our vertical count, on pitch. Intervals can happen at once, harmonically. That's a perfect fifth. Or over time, melodically. That's also a perfect fifth. Either way, if we're talking about the interval, we're focused on the vertical count, on the difference in pitch between the two notes. If we discuss chords, how different notes, or rather, how different intervals sound in relation to one another. Are chords a phenomenon pertaining to time or tone, to pulses or pitch? Tone. Again, it's about pitch, about tone. A chord is about how different intervals sound in relation to one another, so it's still about tone, about pitch. Again, whilst we tend to think of chords as notes happening at once, there's a C major chord, we might also have an arpeggiated or broken chord, meaning a chord where we play the note separately. That's also a C major chord. Either way, if we're talking about the chord, we're focused on our vertical counting. Is rhythm, say the way we might divide common time into a 3-3-2 rhythm, 1-2-3-1-2-3-1-2, is that about time or tone? Time. Time, rhythm, is about time. We, of course, divide horizontal time to create this pattern of pulses. So whilst music is the very result of the interdependence between all of these layers, we can still isolate the layers of music, and each layer will fall easily and intuitively into one of these two realms. Time or tone, pitch or pulse, vertical or horizontal. There is one all-important exception, though a layer of music which actually bridges our musical realms, and which belongs to both of them, and that's melody. Melody belongs as much to the realm of time as it does to tone, to pitch. So we've discussed bits of melody in this course, but we haven't stopped to define melody. Put simply, the melody is the most identifiable thread of single notes, or in other words, melody is the layer of the music you are most likely to hum or whistle if I ask you how a song goes. So if I ask you how Happy Birthday goes, for example, you are unlikely to reproduce the time signature or the chords, are you? You are going to hum the melody, which is, how does happy birthday go? Happy birthday to you. Da 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 da. No? Good. So that's the melody or the beginning of the melody of happy birthday. So the melody is the most identifiable string of single notes running through the music. So the identity of the music in that sense. And with the term note here, we refer both to a time value and the pitch value. When you sung happy birthday, you were careful to reproduce not only the different intervals, but also the different lengths of the notes. 
So melody is the fusion of the realms of tone and time. And without this interaction between the two musical realms, what we have would no longer be melody. So for example, if we play the melody of happy birthday, but now instead of playing different notes, we play the same pitch for each note. If we remove the element of tonality in this way, what do we have now? It's no longer a melody without tonality, so what is it? What are we left with? A beat. Rhythm. A rhythm. What would a beat be? The beat would be like common time. The, um, what's the word? Good. The time signature, the equal divisions of time. Yeah. Good. So that's a very important... And the rhythm is how you break that up. Brilliant. So that's a very important differentiation now, even though in layman terms, let's say talking about music, uh, and even not so layman terms, these terms are often kind of used interchangeably. Mm. For us to understand music in terms of layers, we want to think of beat as that equal division of time, which is kind of like the base for everything, no? Mm. And then rhythm, uh, further divisions of that. Well done. So each note in a melody is necessarily a note in the vertical sense, in the tonal sense, and also in the horizontal sense, in the temporal sense. Melody is this very interaction between the different note pitches and lengths which form it. Melody is not always present for the entire piece of music and might not even be present at all in a piece of music. Of course, we can also have non-tonal music, no? Music that plays only with time. But Happy Birthday is, of course, tonal. And so when I played it on the piano, I had to choose a key to play it in. In the key I chose, the melody begins on a G which is the dominant degree of the key. So what key did I choose if G is the dominant of the key? What is G the dominant of? B. No, I'm gonna have to start counting. Count, that's what I want you to do. C. C. So this is in the key of C. C major or C minor? This is something you can tell me just by ear, by how happy birthday sounds. Are we hearing strong and stable bright and open intervals, or more complicated inward or darker ones? Major. C major, no? So we're in C major, and it makes sense that this is in a major key because Happy Birthday is a simple celebratory song, no? So I played that in C major, but we could play Happy Birthday in any major key, and it will still sound like Happy Birthday. So if the first note of happy birthday, which was the dominant of the scale, is an E. What key are we in now? A major. A major, well done. So A major is our new key, and A major is a key with sharps rather than flats. How many sharps does A major have? All we need to do is count forward in perfect fifths from C major, our launch pad key with no sharps or flats, until we find A. So how many perfect fifths do you count from C until you find A, until we land on an A? Five. So our first perfect fifth takes us from C to G, and then our second one goes from G to? D. D, and then another perfect fifth, and we find? And then D to E, so three. Three, good. So A major has three sharps. And what notes are these? The first sharp is always F sharp. And to find the remaining sharps, we just count forwards in perfect fifths again from F sharp. So A major has which three notes sharpened? So F sharp. 
C-sharp, G-sharp. G-sharp. And as you go on, it gets more familiar, no? You get yeah. to G and you go, oh, of course, it's G, yeah. you know? And then that's where you move away from, from working things out and into memory, no? Right. But to get there securely, we want to take the time to count, count through and, and be reminded that we know it already. So F-sharp, C-sharp and G-sharp are the sharpened notes of A major. The rest are straight notes. So what are the notes of the A major scale? Run through them for me. Starting from? Where does the A major scale start? Air. Uh, so it's air, B, C sharp, D, E, F sharp, G sharp, A. And back to A, good. A, B, C sharp, D, E, F sharp, G sharp, and then back to A, that's A major. Good. So here's the beginning of Happy Birthday in A major. It sounds different to C major. But it also sounds the same. And that, in a nutshell, is musical key. We have the same times and intervals, so it's the same melody. But now, as we changed key, it's like we're painting the melody with different colours, tasting it through different flavours, so to speak. So we can think of the keys as colour palettes, or as ranges of flavour, or types of texture, or shape. Either way, it's not something that is easily described so as to say C major sounds like X and A major sounds like Y. Key is much less definable than that because tone is its own phenomenon, much like taste or smell is. But playing something simple like Happy Birthday in different keys is a great way to experience how the keys differ and observe what that makes you feel, how that change in key alters the mood or feel of the music for you. So we know we can find our different keys mentally, counting forwards or backwards in perfect fifths from our launchpad keys of C major and A minor. Counting forward in perfect fifths, we find keys with sharps, and counting backwards in perfect fifths, we find keys with flats. So if a major key has two sharps, what key is it? G major. No. D major? D major. So this is super simple counting, don't try yeah, to rush yeah, yeah. it. The more you count through, the less you'll need to count through. You know, but when you don't need to, you'll, you'll be very sure you don't need to. So really take the time to, to think that through. So D major, no, counting two perfect fifths from C major. Counting two perfect fifths, we find the key with two sharps, D major. And what are the sharps of D major? What's the first sharp always? The, the five, the fifth. No. No. What the first sharp is, we just have to remember it. So what's the first sharp always? It's F sharp. F sharp. So then you just count your fifths from there. But the so first one is always F sharp. In, so in D major, we've got F sharp, C sharp, that's it. And that's it. So this is much easier than, than what, it, what it might feel like. So just take the time to do the processing and there's no problem. If you start guessing, then you've got to think about why it's not the note you came up with. And that's much more complicated, right? So F sharp and C sharp. So the notes of D major are? D, E, F sharp, G, E, B, C sharp. Back to D. And back to D. Well done. Well done. So here's the beginning of Happy Birthday in the flavor or texture or just general ambiance of D major. So when it comes to keys with sharps, we count forwards in perfect fifths from our launchpad keys to find the, the name of the key. 
to work out how many sharps it has and also to find those sharps, always starting from F sharp. When it comes to keys with flats, we do the same, but now counting backwards in perfect fifths from our launchpad keys. So if A minor has no sharps or flats, what minor key has only one flat? You need to count backwards a perfect fifth from A minor, from A. D minor. D minor, good. D minor has one flat. And what major key has one flat? D major. Allow yourself to reset the thought and work it out from the beginning again, no? So now we want to find the major key with one flat. So where do you begin from? Where does the thinking begin to get there? The launch pad of A or C? C. We want to find the major key with one flat, so we begin with C major, and we count backwards a perfect fifth. F. F major. F major, good. The flat of F major, or D minor, is a B flat. The first note to be flattened in flat keys is always B. Now something that might make this easier to remember is that B and F are kind of on either side of the small space when we count between notes. We know from B to C we only have a half step and from E to F we only have a half step. Well, the first flattened note is on the bottom of that half step, B, and the first sharper note isn't the top of that other half step, it's F. That might make it easier. No, it's less arbitrary that way. But our first note to sharpen with sharp keys is F, and our first note to flatten with flat keys is B. So what major key has two flats? We need to count back another perfect fifth from F major, no, to find the major key with two flats. B. Or. B major. Or. B flat major. Well done, B flat major. Can't be B major, can it? We know it's B flat major without counting the seven half steps of a perfect fifth back from F because we know that the first note we flatten for keys with flats is always a B. So of course this is B flat major. What is the second flat of the key? We of course have two flats in the key of B flat major. How do we find the second one? Counting back five. From? Which, uh, from B, uh, which will be E. E, E flat. So B flat major has B flat and E flat, the rest are straight notes. So run through the scale of B flat major for me. Starting from B flat. I hope so. B flat, C, D, E flat, F, G, A flat. Try not to push yourself to go that like microsecond faster than you're comfortable with. So what was the question again? Just run through the notes of B flat major. But try, try not to demonstrate to yourself that you know it, right? Try to use it as an exercise to think it through. So it's B flat, C, D, E flat, F, G, E, B flat. Well done. B flat, C, D, E flat, F, G, A, B, and back to B flat. So here is the beginning of happy birthday in the key or flavor or texture of B flat major. And note, I'm saying that I'm playing happy birthday, but really I'm just playing the melody. Playing happy birthday might mean the involvement of other musical layers, no, like chords, instrumentation, lyrics, all kinds of things that are absent when we just play the melody. 
but such is the importance of melody to the overall identity of a piece of music that playing the melody is tantamount to playing the song. So melody isn't just another layer of music, it's a little more than that. It's the meeting point between our musical realms. It's a dance between time and tone, between vertical and horizontal space. It's the two lines that form a cross and the point where they meet. The melody of a piece of music is both the narrator and the story itself, the journey and the traveller alike, subject and object all at once. In this way, melody is the part of the music that is most like us, most like consciousness. It is the most personable person, which just meant per sound, part of the music. And whilst not all of what we call music necessarily needs melody or even tonality to exist, playing with rhythm is enough to create music, whenever we refer to a piece of music, that music is likely to have a melody. There are surely exceptions to this, but what generally makes a piece of music a readily separable and identifiable piece of music is its necessarily unique melody. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't have bothered writing it down and giving it a name in the first place. So melody really isn't just one more layer of music, in the same way that it might be hard to see consciousness as just another biological process, both are a whole that appears to be greater than the sum of their parts. In fact, the very word melody seems to be an ode to this last idea. Mel meaning members, limbs, parts of a whole, and odi meaning ode. Mel odi is an ode to the whole being greater than the sum of its parts.